Welcome. Let me start off with an explanation that this is not just a run-of-the-mill episode, John. So we're breaking from our established greeting. First, let's send a big old thank you out to Super Fanboy Alan from Waverly. Super Fanboy. Today's topic is called from one of the many he emailed us last season. And he's with us as well. Alan, uh, I may call you Alan, correct? Yes. Okay. So, Al, is Al all right? Yes, Al is perfect. Okay, thank you. Sorry it took so long to get around to this, fanboy, but as the Vestal Virgin said about her period, better late than never, right? Which she then followed up with, I get to keep the job, don't I? Yeah, fun note. For the ancient Greeks, virgin did not mean unsullied. It meant unmarried, so good times. Woohoo! Alan, will you do us the honor of giving a what do you think about greeting? Welcome. Please accept my invitation to join us as we ask one another, what do you think about? Hey, Jim and John, what do you think about the flat earth theory? All right, so I kind of get it. Uh, Let's say you stand in a field in the Midwest of the United States and look towards the horizon in any direction. Uh, The earth would look to be flat from there, but what's the whole deal behind the flat earth theory? According to Healthline.com, as a human being standing on a flat surface with your eyes approximately five feet above the ground, the furthest you can see is about three miles. But the world is incredibly larger than a mere three miles, so you're really only seeing a tiny fraction of what's out there. So what is it that these flat earthers believe? Boiling the belief down to the bare bones, the most popular current flat earth theory espouses earth is a flat disk rather than an orb. The Arctic circle is in the center of the disk. The outer boundary of the disk is Antarctica. And Antarctica contains a 150 foot tall wall of ice that forms a boundary around this world disk's rim. NASA employees are tasked with the duty of guarding this ice wall, keeping the average person from climbing over it and falling off the disc. (coughs) The map of this concept of the Earth is similar to that of the United Nations symbol, a fact that Charles K. Johnson, president of the International Flat Earth Research Society from 1972 to 2001, used as proof that the world's governments know that the Earth is flat. The Earth's quotidian cycle of day and night is explained by flat earthers as follows. Both the sun and moon are spheres, because they can be spheres, but evidently the Earth cannot, that encircle the Earth's disk at a height of 3,000 miles. The stars reside in a higher plane at 3,100 miles above the Earth. The sun and the moon cast their illumination upon different portions of the disk in this 24-hour cycle. It is also believed that an invisible anti-moon circles the Earth, obscuring the moon during lunar eclipses. And they also seem to think that Earth's disk may go on indefinitely, just as space is said to do so. Therefore, you will never find the edge of this disk. They also think gravity is a myth. We stay atop the Earth because it's flat. 
objects that fall don't really fall. Rather, the Earth is moving upwards at a speed of 32 feet per second squared. And you might ask what's pushing the Earth's disk upward? That's easy. Dark energy. What's underneath the Earth's disk? Well, no one really knows, but many believe that if you dig down far enough, you'll hit rocks. And you can't dig through rock, right? What about pictures of the Earth from space? Photoshop. Fake. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. And GPS devices are designed to be rigged at a global level to make pilots and sailors think they're traveling in straight lines, but in all actuality, they're merely traveling in circles along the disk's surface. Why are we being fed the lie that the Earth is round when it is obviously flat? The motive for the world's government's concealment of the true shape of the Earth eh, has not really been ascertained yet. But according to Daryl Marble, a YouTube flat earther, NASA obviously benefits because it has a fiscal year $2.3 billion budget to keep alive a space program that actually does nothing. Those sneaky bastards. Yeah, I always want funding for nothing and my chicks for free. We all know that way back when people believed the Earth was flat, but are there still believers? In elementary school, we're told that everyone thought the Earth was flat prior to Christopher Columbus's famous mm, slash infamous 1492 voyage. But that's just one of the myths that were fed as children. In reality, the educated did know that the Earth was an orb. However, not everyone accepted the round Earth theory, and the belief in a discoid rather than spheroid Earth persisted. Modern belief in a flat Earth began with the conclusions of Samuel Robotham, published in 1849 in his work Zetetic Astronomy, Earth Not a Globe. Robotham based his theory on the Bedford Level Experiments. These experiments were carried out in the UK in the 19th and 20th centuries. Robotham himself conducted the first observation in 1838. His results led him to proclaim that the Earth was flat. Robotham later added more to his original theory, expanding his Zetetic Astronomy to a full book in 1865. Robotham described the solar system as follows. The Earth is a disk with its center at the North Pole, and it's bounded by a wall of ice. The sun, moon, planets, and stars are traveling in orbits several thousand miles above the Earth. Robotham started chapters of Flat Earth believers in both England and the United States. He supported his arguments, proclaiming the Bible alongside our senses, supported the idea that the Earth was flat and immovable, and this essential truth should not be set aside for a system based solely on human conjecture. Following Robotham's death in 1884, Lady Elizabeth Blount, a friend of the Englishman, created the Universal Zetetic Society. Blount described her society's purpose as the propagation of knowledge related to natural cosmogony in confirmation of the Holy Scriptures based on practical scientific investigation. Yeah, well, on top of all that mess, the International Flat Earth Research Society was created in 1956 by Samuel Shenton. Shenton had a greater interest in alternative science and technology. Therefore, he used these to support his beliefs rather than arguments based on the interpretation of religious text. 
Shenton was shown a satellite photo depicting a spheroid Earth. He responded with, it's easy to see how a photograph like that could fool the untrained eye. He later explained away similar photographs with accusations that the wide-angle lens accounts for the curvature. He claimed astronauts are hypnotized into believing they go into space. Even with their training, those chaps wouldn't have the nerve to be fired off on top of an explosive, a rocket, and the lack of observations they bring back is negligible. Unreal. The Flat Earth Society of Canada was established in 1970 and remained active until 1984. Okay, I think uh, I'm going to need a moment to take all this in. Can we go to a break right now? One of the more uh, diehard modern advocates of the flat earth theory was Mad Mike Hughes. Michael Hughes was a 64-year-old daredevil living in Apple Valley, California. According to the Guinness World Records, along with the 6,500-pound Lincoln Town Car used in the attempt, he holds the world's record for the longest limousine ramp jump. The Lincoln traveled 103 feet at the Paris Auto Speedway in Paris, California on September 28, 2002. Perhaps it was this exploit that inspired his move into rocketry. I wonder if Hughes was wearing a helmet during that jump because he became convinced that the Earth was flat. He constructed a homemade steam-powered rocket for a mere $18,000 to prove his belief. Hughes hoped to take a photo of the Earth from space, thereby proving it to be a flat disk and not a sphere. On January 30th, 2014, Hughes launched his rocket ascending to a height of over 1,000 feet in one minute near Winkleman, Arizona. He deployed the parachute and floated back to Earth, however, landing with a jarring thump that left him with slight injuries. After a three-day rest and two weeks in a walker, Hughes was back to his old self. He wanted to relaunch in August 2019, but technical difficulties prevented this. Then, on February 22, 2020, Hughes did achieve his second liftoff, rocketing to a height of 5,000 feet in his steam-powered craft. The launch was filmed as an episode of Homemade Astronauts, a TV series covering, oddly enough, amateur astronauts and their homemade craft. The launch footage reportedly shows the parachute streaming out from behind the rocket, uh, evidently deployed by mistake mere seconds after takeoff. I'd imagine the drag of this fucked up shit for Hughes because, unfortunately, his rocket crashed shortly after takeoff near Barstow, California, killing him. Yeah, I remember this. It's a tragedy for his family, no doubt. But I do admit to thinking at the time that he was a moron. Yeah, and unfortunately, he isn't the only believer today. Kyrie Irving, U.S. basketball star and former point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers, believes the earth is flat. Following some ribbing from peers and others, Irving reported to have said, the fact that it's a conversation, I'm glad it got people talking like this. Tila Tequila is a flat earther as well. In 2016, she tweeted, it's 2016 and nobody's been able to prove to me the earth is round. Where's the curvature in the horizon? However, she supposedly also believes she's a robot, or at least a clone, and was banned from Twitter for giving a Nazi salute. The rapper B.O.B. got into an argument with Neil deGrasse Tyson over whether the world was flat or round. 
an argument with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you say. Uh-huh. I wonder who won that contretemps. The rapper started a GoFundMe page hoping to raise enough money to purchase a satellite to send to space to photograph the Earth to prove his theory. Um, and his uh, GoFundMe is now defunct. In 2018, Gino Smith, former Jets QB, took to Twitter to question the Earth's roundness. I've been studying this whole flat Earth versus globe thing, and I think I may be with Kyrie on this, he said. Before you judge me, and that's B4, the letter B and the number four, before you judge me, do some homework, but what do you guys think, he wrote. The WWE doesn't miss out on this either. Uh, WWE superstar AJ Styles is one flat earther that does not seem to want his secret out there. Styles is considered one of the best wrestlers in the world for the stellar matches he delivers for the WWE on a weekly basis. However, he may not be the smartest performer when it comes to science. Styles is known for being a flat earther and spewing his theories in the locker room. Fellow WWE superstar Daniel Bryant brought this up during a non-scripted talk um, on a show segment on WWE television. Uh, AJ Styles didn't seem too thrilled about having this out there, but he uh, did attempt to back up some of his claims when questioned. Got some more athletes. Draymond Green, three-time NBA champion and former Defensive Player of the Year for the Golden State Warriors, chimed in after hearing Kyrie going on about the Flat Earth, and uh, he stated he believes the Flat Earth theory because he can make pictures around with his iPhone. Um, so since scientists can do the same thing, he doesn't trust any of their evidence about the shape of the planet. Um, they could just use the same technology he has on his iPhone to make the Earth round. So that uh, seems like some pretty good evidence. Finally, Sammy Watkins of the L.A. Rams had a conversation on the record with a reporter in which he revealed he believes the Earth is also flat. The uh, reporter shared the story, and it put Watkins out there as a new favorite of uh, the flat earthers and an enemy to scientists. I did go out to www.theflatearthsociety.org and looked at some of the discussion threads there. Here's just a tiny sampling. Somebody posed this question. I am new here. I am not a flat earther. However, I am open-minded and able to change. I do have many questions. I will start with the basic principles of the flat earth theory. First being that the flat earth does not spin, but that other bodies are in motion, such as the sun and moon. If such is true, then my first question is, what causes this motion? Second, the sun's motion is a constant 24 hours at the equator. With such, then, the speed of the sun is X. To create the seasons, the sun moves in and out from the equator, and the distance traveled would thus increase and decrease to maintain the constant 24-hour rotation, in which, in turn, then changes the speed. What factors explain this change in the speed? What factors explain and control the repeated movement in and out? And then his third question was, with the moon and sun in a similar pattern, what factors can explain the difference of time in their rotation? The reply came back as this. I haven't read the books in the library yet, but have been considering this flat earth for a while and will share a few thoughts. There is a giant disk rotating above the earth, which displays things for us to see and consider. And then in parentheses, he adds, the stars and planets, question mark. The reply goes on to state, I think perhaps the sun is the North Star amplified and spun around and focused in different ways. 
just something I pieced together. The sun and moon appear to be the same size in the sky, indicating that the current scientific explanation is probably wrong. Now, this is me talking. I think it's crazy that someone cannot accept that the earth is round, but will believe it is a disc with another disc floating above it with celestial bodies adorning its underside. Yeah, I'm thinking, is he thinking like a clockwork sky? Or something? I guess. And then his comment about the sun and moon appearing to be the same size indicates that this person did not pay attention in school. I mean, I can hold a penny and a quarter up and make them appear the same size by simply adjusting their distances from my focal point. Yeah, I don't think they actually teach you that in school because that's way more basic than something that needs to be taught. Life experience should tell you that one. I should shout. And then somebody else posed a question about gravity and acceleration. They wrote, I am curious, after doing a bit of research, what makes things fall to the ground? Does gravity exist or is acceleration the force that is keeping things from falling off the surface of the earth? I am a globe earther, but I am curious on what you believe. I don't just want one answer. I'd like all of your opinions. Well, the answer that came back is science is a measure of what makes things fail. Gravity is a fake and things follow their natural path. Yep. That's all you need to do. Fake news, fake science, fake force, fake whatever. So then someone who evidently is a thinker posed this reply to that reply. Things accelerate towards the ground very predictably at about 9.8 meters per second squared. What causes this acceleration? This would mean that gravity behaves differently depending on where you are on the Earth. Gravity acts towards the center of mass of an object. So near the outside of the disk, gravity would be weaker and not straight down. And at the center, it would be strongest and straight down. A flat earther then replied to this on July 8th, 2020, that an infinite plane, which is how some of them view the disk surface of the earth. So basically the ice wall that pins us all in here, that ice just goes on forever. Evidently. Or once you get past that wall, there's still more disk that goes on. I don't think they have one single theory as to what's beyond that wall. But the part that we can run around on, the, the pit in the middle of this ice is, you know, the known Earth. What what would be the infinite need for an infinite ice? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But his reply is an infinite plane doesn't have a center of mass. If it had a center, it wouldn't be infinite. Yeah, duh. Regardless, if you'd like to discuss or debate this rather than simply asking a question and waiting for an answer, you'd best be served opening a thread in FE General or FE Debate. The Q&A section is very simply for asking FE questions and getting FE answers. A little defensive. Yeah. And of course, emphasis added is my own, but yeah, I think I get the, 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 the You get the gist of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want to put them down, but I'm putting them down. They, these thoughts just sound crazy. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, and for those of you at home, just remember, when reading an email, a letter, or any other communique, 
always assume positive intent upon the part of the composer. Right, Ralph? And then the last one I'm going to read. Someone asked, what is the latest flat earth explanation for comets? I checked for old posts and they were all 10 years ago. The reply came back. I'm not sure what you mean. Why would the existence of comets be inconsistent with FET, which is flat earth theory? And then the reply came back. You might then explain what is the flat earth theory relating to comets because they have been observed for millennia and periodic comets for almost 500 years. Where do they go when not visible? Uh, the reply came back. They are falling stars, not comets. You are right about this issue has not been discussed enough during last years. Maybe nobody interested with stars or maybe nobody want to seem interest to stars. Who knows? My only commentary to that is, ugh. Yeah, no kidding. Learn to write. But for me, the easiest way to prove the globularity of the Earth would be this. Get in a jet in Atlanta. Don't use any GPSs to plot your course or anything like that. Just, just use a plain old compass. Fly west. Always fly towards the sunset, right? Continue across the Pacific Ocean, across Asia, across the upper portion of Africa, across the Atlantic Ocean, and you will land in Atlanta. Yes, sir. If the world were flat, you would have encountered the 150-foot-tall Antarctic ice barrier, easily flown over it because you're in an airplane. And I think even a flat earther would agree that jets fly at an altitude higher than 150 feet. Then you would have passed into and continued to fly over the unknown beyond the ice wall. Or if there is no atmosphere beyond the barrier, your jet would lose lift and the engines wouldn't have any air to suck in. So you would also lose propulsion and you'd probably crash, right? I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Other better arguments than mine include using a pair of binoculars. Observe a ship sailing out of sea, right? You look out there and you see the ship on the horizon. The ship does not fade out of sight. What well, it becomes unobservable right, in degrees, so that its highest points are being the last one in the view. And this is because of the ship passing over the curvature of the horizon. In other words, you can still see the ship. It just kind of sinks a little bit. You, you lose more and more of what you can see. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so use binoculars so you can see further, right? And you'll see that you can see the top of the ship, but you can't see the bottom of it. Right, because, yeah, if, 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 if it was just sailing straight and straight and straight, it would stay at the same level. It would just eventually fade out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it, it, yeah, it, we, you just wouldn't be able to see it anymore. It wouldn't look like it was gradually going down. Right. Next thing, go outside and watch the next lunar eclipse as it takes place. The shadow of the Earth is always round, right? You can see it on the surface of the moon. You will never see a flat bar of shadow creeping across the moon's surface. Uh, you can simply climb a tree and look toward the horizon. Find a lone tree growing in a field. Look to the horizon. See how far you can see. Climb the tree. When you perch high within the tree's limbs, look at the horizon in the same direction as previous. If you can see objects further away than you could on the ground, you've proven that the Earth has curvature. Theoretically, if the Earth were flat, you would only be able to see the same distance regardless of your elevation. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You can also watch the sun set below the horizon. Find a spot from which to watch the sunset that has an unobstructed view of the horizon to the west and a nearby easily accessible object behind you that is elevated. The elevated spot could be a hill, 
a building that's at least two stories tall or, or a tall climbable tree. Watch the sunset until it's out of sight over the horizon. And then hurry your ass up and get to the top of your high point. And when you've achieved the height of at least a two-story building, you should again be able to see the sun atop the horizon. If the Earth were flat, the sun would not be able to be seen from any elevation. However, since the Earth is an orb, you will be able to see the sun again upon attaining a sufficient height. You could even try looking at other planets with a telescope. They will always appear to be round. You never see a horizontal or vertical bar as the planet's profile. And if every other planet and celestial object is round, wouldn't it make more sense that our Earth is also round rather than flat? The simplest explanation is probably the correct explanation. Yeah, probably. Personally, I don't buy into the theory. Well, as a point of fact, in day-to-day life, it really doesn't matter. You drive to the butcher shop, you drive to your, you get your haircut, whatever you're doing, right? You'll never run into any practical impact of the earth being around. <laughs> it just blows my mind that, that people think this. Well, they've just, they just never really thought it through and the implications of it. I mean, so many things wouldn't work. I mean, I don't know what they think a GPS does, but a GPS is just a clock. That's all it is. It's just a clock. And you, the satellite's sending out what time he thinks it is. And there's another one sending out what time he thinks it is. And they were in sync at one point in time. But wherever you are based on the Earth, you know, you get four of those guys talking to you. And you can tell where you are on the surface of the globe. You know, it's, it's not like they're, they're following you and telling you where to turn and shit. I mean, I don't know what people think's going on there. So on the level of a gut feeling, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and on the level of knowledge and learning, I'm going to believe science. I doubt science will ever support, let alone prove, this theory. At the risk of disenfranchising one or two of our listeners, which is probably about all of them, (laughs) I will go on the record to say that I believe this theory goes to show how people will gladly refuse to accept obvious facts, choosing instead to trust in convoluted logic that is much more difficult to swallow or defend than the simple truth. So my theory to aliens question about what do I think about the flat earth theory is that it's a false postulation supported by pseudoscience and religious misinterpretation. Did you call Alan alien? Yeah. Okay. So what about you, Len? You aren't a closet flat earther who was hoping we would come out in support of your belief, are you? Um, there's a lot that I will suspend some rational thought and things I know to be true, um, just to kind of thought exercise some things, and this is not one of them. Um, I think all of the all of the evidence we have is pretty clear that the uh the earth is is round and it is a globe. So I'm I'm not sure where uh, all these guys get off, but um it is uh it is kind of funny to read what they think and everything. Well, on that note, since you brought us in with the greeting, how about buttoning this up with the outro? Oh, I would be pleased to do the outro for you guys. What Do You Think About is co-written by John Gordos and Jim Doomermuth. The theme music, In Suspense, is provided by PodSummon.com. Thanks to Hunter Doomermuth for production assistance. And as always, the guys would like to send a special thanks to their listening audience. Please, if you have a second, take the time to rate the podcast on your favorite listening platform. 
uh, go ahead and drop them a line at wdouta at gmail.com or leave them a message on their Facebook page at anchor.fm slash wdouta, where you can also find periodic posts and updates on releases. Also, seriously, send them an email. I'm sure they're uh, getting tired of just getting emails from me. Copyright 2021 by John Gordos and Jim Dumermuth. Use as proof that the world government knows that the world's governments knows the world is too many S's. Yeah, too many S's. The rapper BYOB, he also believes there's a real picture from Earth of Earth from space. Man, I cannot do that one. And uh, I think I may be on Kyrie B with man. In 2018, Geno Smith, former K. Okay. He can make pictures round just like his iPhone. Man, okay, let me redo that one. Draymond Green, three-time NBA champion and former Defensive Player of the Year for the Golden State Warriors, chimed in after hearing Kyrie. Oof. Chimed in after hearing Kyrie going on about the flat earth. Green stated he'd believe flat earth theory because he can make pictures round with his iPhone today, so he doesn't trust. Okay. All right. Thanks to their listening audience. Oof. Okay anchor.fm oof okay or leave a message on their facebook page anchor.fm slash wt wdouta oof okay last one right here or leave a message on their facebook group anchor.fm backslash wdouta oh no that's a forward slash okay oof man i cannot do that one man okay man okay let me redo that one oof all right Oof, okay. Oof, okay. Oof, okay. Last one right here. Okay. Oof.